welcome to another episode of That's What She Said with Zach and Nicole. Hey, Nicole, what's going on? Nothing. I just always find that intro very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change it. I don't know why. I, I just like saying and Nicole. Build up the <laughs> and and then just say my name. So, Nicole, what are we talking about today? Okay. So... I don't even remember what we said last episode, but it was probably, oh, it was about the invisible man. Um, So this one is all about, you guessed it, Marvel (laughs) with one DC thing. Um, Guys, I just wanted to let you know, I just want to let you guys know, I do fight for stuff. Like there are certain stuff that I'm like, we can't do this again. But this, this was not one of those times. I will, I will say that I, I did not fight for more DC movies in this list. But anyway, <laughs> continue. To be completely fair, I did not realize this was Marvel-centric until I just looked at the list. <laughs> right, sure. Um, well, we can actually start with the DC stuff first because I feel like that was more recent for us. Yeah. And there was, and we actually agreed on it. That doesn't really happen very often, but we agreed on um, a Twitter thread about the Dark Knight trilogy, how um, how we didn't think the Dark Knight Rises was made it seem more fulfilling than how the Dark Knight made us feel. Right. If you want to elaborate on that. Yeah, so I'm trying to find the tweet, but um, Zach's Corner, a popular uh, Twitter account or influencer, posted about the Dark Knight saying that... um, We actually got him to follow us on Twitter. Which was crazy. (laughs) That was Um, interesting. um, But (laughs) this is going to be really bad because I can't find the tweet. Uh, (laughs) So basically he's talking about the Dark Knight and he was saying that the Dark Knight was uh, not as good as the other movies. Okay, here it is. I got it. Um, so he said, for a movie with such expensive scope and runtime, there's something wildly insular about it. I give Nolan props for putting a bow on his leg of the franchise, but it feels like his heart wasn't really there. Like he's checking off boxes. And um, our Twitter account p- tagged us in it. And we had some things to say because he has a point. Um, I felt he was right. The Dark Knight Rises feels rushed to me compared to the first two movies. Um, you rushed? Yeah, I don't. It doesn't. Yeah, have, I agree. It doesn't have the same energy as the other ones did. Although that could be because Batman's now facing an adversary who's level on the same plane as far as uh skill wise and combat and intelligence you know although the joker i would say is more intelligent than batman is but bane is a different breed and i think this is the first time batman has dealt with someone of bane's character why the dark knight rises is so different but i don't know it just it doesn't have the same gravity as the other ones, especially considering that we know this is the end of the franchise for Christopher Nolan. And usually with those kind of feelings, when we know that it's an end to a saga or a trilogy, you usually feel some kind of like relief 
or some kind of okay, like satisfaction, I should say. And with this one, because I had like I think we talked about this months ago. I never really watched any of the Dark Knight trilogy. I watched Batman Begins, and I was very impressed. Then I watched Dark Knight. I watched it recently, actually, and I have to say that that I would have loved to have seen it in a theater because of all the action that was going on and like the mm-hmm. hype of it. Um, and the Dark Knight just has a completely different feel, obviously, than the rest of the films. Like I feel like they each have a different type of emotion and feeling that you get when watching it yeah and then dark knight rises like i haven't seen it probably in months but from what i remember i wasn't as into it as i thought i would be because i do remember seeing it in the theater and i was not really understanding what was going on like i remember asking my sister a bunch of questions but with that film i i agree i wasn't as satisfied i feel like it was kind of rushed and I mean, he could have, and again, like I said this before too, I feel like maybe he wanted to play a little safer since the whole Heath Ledger, um, since all that happened. But that's how, that's the way I thought of it when I watched the film. But I could be wrong. Do you think that if Heath Ledger hadn't done that, he would have been in The Dark Knight Rises? Maybe there would have been more of an extension on his story and maybe bringing that to more of a full closure? Now that we're discussing it, I'm wondering if maybe he had maybe Christopher Nolan had plans for Joker for Dark Knight Rises, possibly, and then maybe he like completely changed the story. But also, we have no idea. I don't know. I think I think he had the same concept he delivered. I think he had, uh, or I think maybe uh, like what Zach's corner is saying that he had two movies in mind and then the studio was like no we need a final movie to kind of tie this whole thing together and Christopher Nolan's like well you know I'm under contract for however many movies you wanted me to make I'll make this third one and I'll figure out another villain to take his place but like you you make a good point in saying that thematically they're all different they give off a different vibe each one so I'm thinking maybe it was purposeful that you have the Batman Begins, which is which is good, solid, but it's not like groundbreaking. It's an introductory, so it's setting yeah. up for other possibilities, and then Dark Knight kind of brings it to its climactic right point. Yeah, and I feel like I don't know. For me, that film, if I had seen that in theater theaters, I feel like it would have been. I don't want to compare it to like an Avengers film. I really don't. But like the amount of energy that that brings in a crowd, I wonder if that's how those Dark Knight trilogies felt in a theater too, if you know what I'm if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like the amount of like people responding by like clapping or um shout like I know I shout at the screen all the time when I'm in a theater, I'll yell out of a joyous occasion, but I, like that's just how I think when I watch these kind of films. I'm like, okay, did this get a good audience reaction? Or ha- like that's how I thought. That's the only thought I had while watching Dark Knight. And then Dark Knight Rises, I was kind of just like, all right, this is interesting. Also, I wonder if the expectation was too high of us because I know believing that this being the final chapter that we're going to see Tom Hardy play Bane which is an amazing role and an amazing Oh, Tom Hardy, that. I honestly didn't know it was him until recently. And I, really? I love him. 
Yeah. But back then I wasn't like super into like celebrity knowledge. Like I wasn't keeping track of those. I, I was a twy hard. Like I kept track of that. I kept yeah. track of everything else. But like DC, I wasn't keeping track of who was playing who until I recently knew who Tom Hardy was because of Venom. Okay. That's fair. But yeah, I, I, I wonder if, I, run, I wonder if that the expectation was too high that it just didn't deliver what we were expecting it to. But that's not to say there are some people who absolutely love The Dark Knight Rises. And it's one of their oh, favorite Oh, absolutely. So, I was just talking about it with somebody and yeah. I told them our thoughts and they were like, really? I said, yeah, like for me, it just didn't like satisfy me for a film. And they yeah. said, well, they, they, to them, it was like one of the best films of like the decade. And I said, okay, that's fair. Like, yeah. that's, I'm not, I'm not trumping anyone for loving it. I'm just saying like, that's how I feel towards the film. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, it doesn't, it doesn't hold up the way the Dark Knight holds up. That's just how I, that's my personal opinion. I agree. I mean, I definitely think Bane was a, out of all three films, he was definitely the strongest villain. He was more menacing, I feel like, than Joker was. Joker was just very clever and he was very devious with what he was doing. Bane was more menacing and had another goal in mind compared with, who was the first one? I don't even remember who the first one was. Rajagul. Oh, that's right. Okay. Is it? That's Rajagul, right? I think so, yeah. Because he was in. Yeah. Yes. Because he was in um, Arrow. That's how I, that's how I knew who, the, who he was as a villain. And I can't remember the actor's name who played him. It's Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, yes. Wait, Rajagul? Yes. Well, oh, Rajago was played by Ken Wanta- Wan- Watanabe, uh, but Liam Neeson. Wait, what? I'm looking on IMDb. Yeah, I'm sure Liam Neeson was in that movie, though. I, I'm not sure if he. He was. It. I remember he was. Yeah, he was definitely in the movie. He was Henry Ducard. Okay. Yeah. Raz Agul was oh, Ken Watanabe. And Michael Caine. Yeah. I couldn't remember his, because I, I just watched and I was like, oh, that is a, I forgot who that was. Yes, but he was uh, Rajal Ghul. So it's, it's two people, two different people. So did they recast um, Katie Holmes from yeah. Batman Begins to Dark Knight? Okay, because that confused yeah. the crap out of me because I was like, yeah. he just moved from girl to girl, but she knew who he was, right? right. He kind of revealed himself to her at the end of Batman Begins. Yeah, it, it it freaked me out when I saw, um, what's her name? Gyllenhaal. Switch up? Oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yes, when I saw her in that role, I was like, that's not the same person. But honestly, I maybe it was scheduling conflicts, but I I mean I thought Katie Holmes played her great, and then I saw Maggie Gyllenhaal, and she did a fantastic performance too. So I mean, it it could have honestly been anything. We will, I'm sure it's well documented out there, but we're I'm just sure. not reading it. We don't, don't know. know. We don't know. Uh, um, so recently, now we'll move into Marvel, my hot topic. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so Disney 
Uh, this was like the saddest news for me all week. I called Zach and I was very upset. So Disney just announced that all the MCU films, every single one of them, stop laughing. <laughs> every single one of them through 2020, I think it was one or two. I want to say 22 have all been pushed back. That is right. Pushed back by at least six months. I called Zach and I was on the, I, I wasn't on the verge of tears, but I was very. You were very upset. Like, I was so upset. You were visibly I, upset. I don't ever call Zach now for any kind of movie, but like that movie, the ugh, learning about that. Well, so Black Widow was originally supposed to come out May 1st. Now it's November 1st. And for anyone who's followed the MCU timeline or when everything was supposed to come out, we were supposed to get Falcon and the Winter Soldier in August, Eternals in September, and then I want to say November slash December was going to be WandaVision. And now the only thing we're getting this year is Black Widow. And then I think they said Falcon and Winter Soldier is rumored to come out in December, but... Rumors, schmoomers. <laughs> well, I guess the reasoning is because apparently Black Widow was supposed to kind of correlate with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I believe Eternals is going to also correlate with WandaVision. So, makes sense for... It, it makes sense, I guess, but it's still heartbreaking because I would have had two MCU films out this year. <laughs> I don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I think it's but, great because, because in other news, before you jump in, just just put it out there. In other news, yeah. I heard that we're gonna get a call, call me by your name sequel. So that's what I'm about because <laughs> that's gonna be another great movie that it's going to take the spot of a possible Marvel movie. And I'm all about I it. I think, so. did you just, did you just replace my Marvel news with? No, I sneaked in, I sneaked in <laughs> on Marvel news. Snuck in, snuck in. Snuck, snuck in. No, I that's embedded. Fair, yeah. <laughs> so now pretty much all Marvel films are pushed back, at least by, I think, the next date. So it wasn't like they just, it, it, they didn't just pick a random date. The next one, yeah. I think February was going to be, I don't even know what February was going to be next year, but apparently now Loki is now delayed. Hawkeye starts filming actually this summer, so I'm very excited for that. It just got, it's official. I know you don't care about Hawkeye. I, I don't mind Hawkeye, it's just... <laughs> it's Hawkeye I root for the underdog I root every single time for the underdog I don't know why I just do I love it then you probably should Anyways. have been rooting for Thanos in in Infinity War no he was the underdog in Endgame or in Infinity, Infinity War? War no he was not the underdog he was the underdog no he was not yeah he was how was he the underdog because you didn't expect hand. him to win you didn't expect him to win this is accurate <laughs> <laughs> I told Zach logic. <laughs> I laugh about this now though because before Infinity War came out, I kept telling Zach all my theories and I felt so bad that I kept doing that. But 
one of my biggest theories, which I laugh about now, is the fact that I did not think Thanos would actually get all six Infinity Stones. I said, Zach, I think he's only going to get four of them, and then it's going to leave off on a huge cliffhanger, and then the next movie is going to, and he just goes, okay, okay, and I watch the film, and I'm like, damn, I was really wrong. I was like, he ain't getting that Mind Stone, and then... He gets all of them. He got the mind (laughs) And then he got the mind still. No, if I'm being completely honest, referring back to Infinity War, I didn't know what that was all about. Because as soon as he like snapped his fingers, I I look at my friend and I go, what just happened? Because it went blank and I thought we were literally in a dream. And then Mm -hmm. I see all these people dusting away and I was like, oh, shit got real. Okay. But we also did just get news that Ant-Man 3 still coming out but now that could be delayed by at least a year so we might not get that till summer of 23 but they're bringing on rick and morty the rick and morty writer which everyone was super happy about because justin morland i don't know what his name is but apparently they said that it's gonna have a lot of comedy now i guess or more comedy um, I think Paul Rudd was trying to write the script, if I'm not mistaken. And you can fact check me on that because that was the rumor I had heard last year that he was writing the script. And I guess it was written up, but maybe they brought in Rick and Morty's. Oh, Jeff, Jeff Loveness, it's saying. Maybe they're bringing him in to like up the script or something. But now I heard rumors that they could be introducing the Fantastic Four that way. And that was also apparently going to be the film to introduce the Young Avengers. Because now that it, we're in the future, we have Cassie who could be... I, who. Now I'm not too keen on Young Avengers. So who is Cassie in the Young Avengers? Like, who would her superhero be? Do you know? I have no idea. I'm I have no idea either. I, I grew up a while ago. <laughs> I don't keep up with comic books that much anymore. I don't, I've never kept up with comic books, but I'm looking up. But I, I think it's, I think it will be good to bring in um, a Rick and Morty writer. But. Oh, would she be Cassandra? Oh, Cassandra Lang. She doesn't have a character, a super character name, but she has a. So that's Ant-Man's kid. Yes. Cassie Lang, but I guess she's Cassandra Lang, but apparently, so. I mean, we have her at least already, so that's the start. And then Hawkeye will bring in Kate Bishop. Uh-huh. WandaVision is going to bring in Hulkling and or Speed and Wick, Speed and Wiccan. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, that we could get it. Um- honestly, you want to hear my dream? How we like my dream way of them introducing. The Fantastic Four, How? which I don't know if this is a good good way, but at the end of any like any kind of Marvel film, we have like an someone goes into a meeting with some big shot like scientist, uh-huh. and they go to shake hands. They're like, "Oh, I don't want to meet this person." Blah blah blah, and then they go to shake hands and they're like, "Hi, I'm Richard. What's his name?" <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I totally forgot it. I, I was on such a good like. You on a roll? You actually on a roll? I, on, I, I really thought, was on a roll though. I thought you were gonna say well, they shake hands and then the 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 person squishes his hand and it like squishes in. 
And now, <laughs> no, I was gonna say like they. Well, we could. That's a good way. But the camera like sh- like goes down on the yeah. hands, mm-hmm. and then they like span. Like you don't see the person yet until they're like, "Oh, hi, my name is this." And then like the the camera goes down yeah. to the hands and shaking. It could squeeze in, but then it goes up to the person. They're like, "Oh, I'm Reed Richards." Yeah. Black screen. Yeah. We don't see it for like. How good would that be though? It'd be pretty good. <laughs> I'll be pretty good. I can see that. Marvel hire me. Don't hire her. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> don't hire her. <laughs> I don't need to hear about any more of this. <laughs> I don't have enough data for it, okay? Don't hire her. It's true he doesn't. I take up most of his data. <laughs> but how, how cool would that be? Like, I, I kind of really want the Fantastic Four to be introduced in like a... Speaking of, good of way. teams, though. Speaking yes. of teams. Yes. I rewatched X-Men. Okay. The Ironically enough, I want to rewatch all them. And they're not bad movies considering the time frame they were made. Looking back they're on They're not. Them. The question I have, and I know we're deviating from the script a little bit, but the question I have is, if they ever reboot, X-Men. Mm-hmm. Who's going to play Wolverine? So. This is a good point because I have seen this a lot on Twitter because now that they have the merge with Sony and Fox. Stop with the face. No, I'm just. No, this leads into it. Yeah. So they have, they have the merge. They have it now. And the creator of X-Men, he was interviewed recently i think by brandon davis if i'm not mistaken somebody someone through twitter interviewed him and asked him questions and he said that his i guess his dream was to have um wolverine deadpool and spider-man all in the same room mm-hmm. like that would be a great combination to see all of them like that would be hysterical yeah so i think he said multiple times hugh jackman said that he's done he's done he's done but you never know I he could come back later on and do something, maybe. But I, I know that they have rumors of who they would want to cast. If because when they bring in the X Men, it's going to be inevitable to bring in Wolverine at some point. Right. But here's the thing. Originally in the comic books, Wolverine is pretty short. That's why he's he's called Wolverine because he's 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 smaller compared to the rest of the team. When Hugh Jackman was cast as Wolverine, that was a minor issue is saying Hugh Jackman's like six foot or at least close to six foot, right? So given the fact that he's tall, he doesn't look like the small stocky Wolverine character that we know from the comic books. But he's become so synonymous with Wolverine that now I'm thinking about it, who could take on that mantle as Wolverine if we were to- think of it, sorry. But think of it this way. That's like saying if they were to bring in another Iron Man or Captain America, like that, I know with Captain America, we have Sam Wilson taking the mantle. But with Iron Man, like think of whoever is next to play Iron Lad or any of that. Like that is huge shoes to fill, which I completely agree where you're going with that. Not um, necessarily. But I'll let you finish. Don't think Wolverine. So, or no. So what I was saying, 
I, I think that they have ideas in mind, to be honest. I think that they're already planning this and that they're maybe already in talks with some people. I have seen like people who I have seen through Twitter that fans are fan casting who they would want to play the next Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I don't, I honestly kind of almost don't think that Marvel is thinking like that far ahead, but I, I mean, again, it's Kevin Feige probably is, but I, I do agree. Um, I think whoever they cast is going to have to live up to a really, a big role. They're going to have big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, with all the changes with Spider-Man, I think that with getting Tom Holland, that they finally hit the nail with that one. I think they can get more movies out of him personally. And with the multiverse, we, we don't get... know if that's coming. We don't <laughs> no, no, know no. if that's coming. Madness in the, you know where I'm going with this though. Madness in the multiverse. I would not be shocked if we got Andrew Garfield and Oh my God, why did I forget his name? <laughs> Toby Maguire. I hope we do. Toby Maguire. I hope we do. I hope. I hope I don't we do. Think so. I don't think we will. I don't think you we don't will. You don't think so? No. I think, I, how epic would that be though? How epic? It wouldn't be. I just, you know what I want? I want another Endgame moment, like how we got, how we got all of that into one film finally like that's what i want in the next 10 years i think i okay this is why i don't think it's gonna happen we've had four iterations of spider-man different universes yeah are you talking about miles morale yeah miles morales Mm -hmm. is spider-man so you need to cast a miles which is not happening anytime soon you don't think so i don't think they're gonna bring it I don't think they will make a live action Miles anytime. I mean, they might, if knowing Marvel, they might do it for the sake of doing it, to do it, as you're saying, of a, of a multiverse, just trying to bring everybody together, pay everyone, and just cause someone to play Miles Morales. The trouble is, in order to keep it as a surprise so they don't ruin the possibility of a multiverse, like they'd, have to, the- right, they'd have to find a way to cast this person without anybody knowing they've been cast. And then shoot everybody so, that raises a question for me to you has there been any moment in marvel that has actually had you stumped that like something happened and you were just like you didn't see it coming and you were like thrown off by it oh yeah yeah there's one which one fat thor <laughs> <laughs> what was that what was that what? Oh, like, I mean, a good, a that? good surprise. Like, was that a good surprise, or was that just like? No, it was. It was like what? <laughs> Why? Okay, I guess it's funny, but that's not okay. Um, good surprise. Like a good. Okay, so like I'll, I'll name one too, but I want to hear yours first. Like a good surprise that just like completely shocked you, and you had no like it left you speechless. I'm rarely ever speechless. I know. And that's what I really want to happen in the next, like, phase. I just want something to happen where you're like, damn. Yeah, I'm I'm probably not. I don't have one. All right. Well, I want – what would you want to happen that would, like, make you speechless, I should say that? Like, in the next forthcoming of the films, what would you – 
what would you want to happen that would make you say like, okay, Galactus. that was good. I knew you were going to say Galactus, Galactus. too. Galactus. Really, that's all I want. That's all I want. That's it. And that, that's what's going to make me think that when, as soon as they int- introduce the Fantastic Four in some way, I feel like that they're going to bring in Galactus or they're going to try and bring him in. And I'm going to go, Zach. That's all I want. That's it. But wasn't he already brought in? He was. And like the in Silver Surfer, he was brought yes. in, but he was very like it was a very short moment. Like it like we only saw him maybe for like five minutes total. Yeah, but I, I need I need Thanos level exposure. I I need like Is he that big? Like is he that big of a villain? He's or? the destroyer of worlds. Yes, he's huge. <laughs> like Oh, so he's kinda big. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he's He's, eh, he's not, no, he's huge. Galactus. Massive. Dude's massive. That's what I want. I want that. Well, maybe want, now with the Eternals, we'll get some I kind want, of Galactus. I want, this is what I want. I want some superhero <laughs> to look up and audibly say, Oh shit. Like that's what I want. <laughs> I want that. I want Dude. that moment of like oh, like we're in for it. If that were to happen, would you be like, okay, Marvel? I'll be like I'll be like, Marvel, you you we're, we're in the territory right now. We're they in hear the- your, They hear you and they say, Okay, Zach, just for you. I just need Sansa to audibly say, just look up and realize how big he is and how big the task is to take him down, just be like Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, mine already happened, but I have one for the future. I would like, but okay. Everyone, everyone knew I was waiting for. All I wanted in a Marvel film was for them to pan, uh, pan over all the Avengers. That's all I wanted. I wanted like that one poster where all of them are in a line, and then we just get that cinematic moment and. When that happened, I lost my, I lost my shit, literally. But you've you've said that phrase in all four of our episodes. I lost my shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an episode unless I say that. It's not an episode unless you say that. <laughs> but so that happened, and when Cap said, "Avengers Assemble," I was satisfied. I said, "Okay, this was worth waiting literally seven years." Or was it six? But I think for a future film, I think that kind of moment for me would be just like not seeing a character coming. Like the whole, like when I said Reed Richards and oh, I just, I kind of uh, want someone to be actually, introduced actually, and not know. She-Hulk would be one that would shock me that I wasn't expecting. Finding a good well, way to bring Daredevil in would be something that shocks me. Have you not seen Twitter? I have seen Twitter. I know they, they, she's, they're bringing her in, in for a, a Disney Plus series. Plus, but yeah. I'm thinking like in an actual movie kind of thing. Or, you never know, honestly. That's how she could get introduced. I wouldn't be surprised if she was introduced in Spider-Man. Because they've already started looking. Yeah. Spider-Man has now been halted and... Not mean to cut you off, but the only three characters from the 
from the Netflix series that are up for grabs by Marvel and Disney in November, which is when Spider-Man is now going to film, are Daredevil, I think Luke Cage, mm-hmm. somebody else. So Jessica I don't know Jones. if it would be a- Jessica Jones isn't up till February with somebody else. So then it's probably She-Hulk. So my my guess would be, I I wouldn't be shocked if they tried to bring Daredevil into Spider-Man, the next film, as his lawyer, or if they brought She-Hulk in. If we saw that kind of shocker in the yeah. film or as like an end credit. I don't know. I like those end credit shockers. I kind of leave you like... Yeah, like Far shot. From Home. That Far From oh Home. Oh my God. Home. Really? Me and you were on the edge of our seats. I was like, whoa, okay. But I like that they did that because they were trying to almost compare it to Iron Man being, revealing himself, which they, they, like, they've said, like, this was kind of our mirror. It's not even a mirror, though. It's very different. It's like a, it's like a. No, because, like, because, because Iron Man Iron Man had no choice but to oh. reveal himself. Because the technology he had, everybody wanted it. He was, he, he, he got to a point where he realized that I have to be responsible for my own actions. If I'm going to go out there and, and save people or, or take down terrorists, then that's something that I want. Plus, you've got to also consider Tony has a God complex. So he's also thinking, you know, any way I can be popular, especially in those first movies. He was very much egotistical and obsessed with himself so he was yes. like i realized that i'm here in front of this podium i've got to i've got to be accountable for my actions i've also experienced a lot because it's my first time back on u.s soil i'll just tell you what because everyone's here i am iron man the difference with spider-man is spider-man didn't want to be revealed <laughs> there was <laughs> there was no point where he wanted to be revealed to the general masses and even um, MJ figuring out that he was Spider-Man was very much already in the cards because he was sloppy. Like, yeah. You kind of knew he was going to get found out, especially by MJ. Um, but then for that to be broadcast to the whole world in the way it was, and especially in front of Peter's face, him visibly him watching it happen and having no control over it, feels very different to Iron Man revealing himself, or at least in my opinion, it does. I agree. His was done out of more of a malicious way. Yes. Rather than- I think that, I think that's going to make for an interesting story, story arc in, and character arc, if you think about it, for the third Spider-Man film. I think we're going to see a much more grown-up Peter having to deal with now, like, the repercussions of being called out and being his cover being blown and having to deal with now, like, everybody knowing who he is. And so, and probably going to court. I don't know, but. I don't know if he'll go to court per se because the damage was in the U.K., well, that's how they're saying that Daredevil is going to get brought in and She-Hulk because he's going to have to be in court. On an international lawyer? Maybe. Ooh, maybe She-Hulk will be British. 
kind of has to be if they're going to take him back to the scene of the crime, which would be London. But, but I have no idea. Um, but we were supposed to get an Eternals trailer this month. Rumored. <laughs> Eternals trailer would have debuted this month um, since it we would have probably gotten like a 30-second teaser, maybe a 40-second teaser. And I don't even think we would have seen a lot. I think we would have seen like maybe the title and a couple of things, but nothing uh-huh. super, but nothing major. I think it kind of would have been like a, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't even guess what the trailer would have been like, but um, apparently the film had rushed filming. Duh. I, didn't, I don't know. I know they started filming <laughs> in September of last year, but I guess they rushed a lot of things. So maybe this will be a good chance for them to go back and do reshoots and not have to rush the editing process because we would have had to have Comic-Con if, if there was a Comic-Con this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they would have been involved. We would have had, they would have had to rush getting a edit in. It's, yeah. Getting... um getting a clip together, maybe getting a different, I don't know, getting a different clip. I was very excited. This was going to be like the second Marvel film. I would, the second Marvel trailer I would have had. You're not amused. <laughs> I'm not. I'm actually kind of happy. It's it allows us, It allows us to talk about other things besides Marvel. That's very true. But that's what I have for Marvel. That's it? I actually... You sure? I, have, <laughs> I had... Zach and I have been on this, like, Captain America versus Iron Man Civil War binge. We're doing it. Okay, so... I tried so hard not to get into this. Oh, tonight. no. We got, we got time. We have time. I know. You gave me that look, and you're just like, are you sure? Ladies and gentlemen... And non-binary pals, let's get into this because this is going to be an interesting take. So, your views have changed. They did. They did. Except on one view. Which is still stupid, by the way. But we Maybe will- two. <laughs> but the, the major viewpoint I changed my mind on. Right. So, than- so, let's give a backstory to the peoples. Oh, God. So... I was on Twitter, as sometimes I am. <laughs> sometimes. And one of Nicole and I's favorite um, influencers, Brandon Davis, who we've mentioned before, posted and said, hashtag <laughs> Team Iron Man, Cap was wrong. As one, of the, biggest, as one of the biggest uh, mistake, one of the biggest... Um, mistakes people or misconceptions about civil war i instantly went off because i was like yes thank you i'm glad someone else looks at it that way because it's so wrong and then after i reposted that a bunch of other people started writing cat was wrong yes team i am blah, blah blah then nicole writes in there didn't you call me out though you called me out because i would never have seen that tweet did i call you or out? did i or did i get in it I, might I think I, I think I might have you might have tagged you in it as saying "haha look" kind of thing. Like oh, a, you did, and then I said "team cap," <laughs> and, and then, I got I got attacked on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I literally said my piece. I said, 
he cap was right i said something stupid i said something stupid and i got attacked by three different people <laughs> through twitter yes <laughs> the same person literally kept adding me they like kept saying stuff to me and i was just like okay like i'm really not- <laughs> they because i said something and then they came at me three more times and i didn't oh see gosh. anything i was like all right you got attacked on twitter i'm sorry but then it led to us having a discussion about this this lasted for literally an hour right and we had an it hour and a half maybe it was like an extra hour audit onto an episode that we had in the bank and then my computer crashed and so i lost it but now that we have the time and the ability let's rehash this argument real quick for the people All right, who, who's going first you go first because i have to understand how you don't see this this way okay the way I see it, in all, in all fairness, there are three major <coughs> arguing points in Civil War. Okay. There are. No, I, mean, I agree with you. A, there, there could be a couple. More. Okay, sorry. I went straight defensive. There are three major arguments to be made in the Civil War. There okay. could be a couple more. I think there were more, but three major arguments. And I'll state them out. One was the Accords. Two was Bucky, the whole Bucky situation. Uh-huh. And third was Bucky killing Stark's parents, which I think the whole Bucky situation is completely different from Bucky killing the parents. That was my take on that. So continuing on, shut up. Continuing on. Wait, I, so how, well, sorry, sorry. So before, to cut go you ahead. Off, how are they different though? The Bucky because Bucky because with that, they were all after Cap for Bucky. That's, that was pretty much the airport fight. That's how I viewed it. It was the Accords. It was stopping them, bringing them in, but it was also bringing in Bucky Barnes because of being, he was uh, wrongfully accused. Okay. So that's how I viewed that. I could be wrong, though. And the way I saw was I am 100% Team Cap. My mind will never change on this one. Team Cap for the Accords and for Bucky, but now I'm Team Iron Man for Bucky killing his parents. Because now I, I, I watched it again. I watched Civil War during the quarantine watch party, and I saw it. And I did text you, and I said, okay, I am on, I'm on your side with this. I view this. I see it this way. But with the Accords, I, I stand my guard on the fact that I do not think that they should be under control from the government. I think the Avengers and shield are two are, they're very different from the government. They are not, I don't think they should be told when they can superhero. I don't think they should be told like if, if some, if the earth is in danger or if something is going on, they should be able to go in without the government or anybody. What's his name? Uh, Colonel. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So he should, like, they should not be under control because of that. I think that whole argument stimulates from something else. And then the whole Bucky situation, Bucky is Cap's friend. So I think that the fact that they were going after him and they weren't listening, that that whole thing was just a miscommunication. Like, I have it in my head. I just can't say it properly. I don't agree at all. That's fine. You don't have to agree. <laughs> at all. I think the accord should not have been signed by them because they 
the accords kind of had to be signed. Well, they were created from Nick Fury, who is not no, really they part of the government. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. What? What? No, they weren't. Cap is a cap is property of the oh, government. I so meant. I meant. <laughs> Nick Fury brought them together. Together. Captain, Captain America is literally government property. Okay, what? That's one part of the argument. Okay. Second part of the argument. What? We're talking about super soldiers, or at least uh, uh, gifted personnel who have the ability to kill people, other people, right? You by themselves going out and doing superhero stuff. Now I get your point. It's saying if something happens in the world and the Avengers are needed, they should be able to act and not ask for permission from another entity to go and complete that assignment. However, what is what uh, Civil War kind of t- discusses on or touches on is that should they go out to an assignment? and cause major damage, and people die, who is then responsible for the damage? That's the Avengers. Is it? Because they don't pay fees to the, the countries that they destroy. They are not... There's, there's no real moral take until it hits Tony personally when um, the mother of the child that was killed in Sokovia comes and gives him the photo. So... They're not really thinking about the death toll as far as what the impact that they're having on society is concerned. They're kind of acting and doing stuff they have to do. Now, I was saying they, sh- they need to be under government control or at least some sort of entity's control because if they go out and they destroy a city, that's now the responsibility of the government saying, okay, that's our bad. We sent out our soldiers out to this country. They did what we, they, we asked them to do. Now the damage is, is our responsibility. We'll do that. If anything else happens, it's not res- they're not responsible for that. We're the ones who sent them out to that mission, rather than them going out as the Avengers going out and doing that because they're not responsible to anybody. I was like, you kind of have to do that as a way as and even Tony brings it up. It's a way of covering our asses. It's saying that by us saying we are under government control, that we asked the government, they approved it, we went out and did whatever we were supposed to do. It's now the government's responsibility. If there is a death toll, if if, if money needs to be paid, if if you know, inter inter country agreements need to happen, then that is the responsibility of the government and not responsibility of the Avengers. Because, I mean, think about the fact that Natasha has fifteen different passports. Like that's very questionable. That she can go anywhere she wants to in the world and nobody can track her. Like that that's very questionable and do whatever. So like that's another thing is. They're traveling inside of borders. I mean, even think about the fact that they don't go through borders to go to countries. Or at least we don't see them do that. They just show up somewhere else and they're just like, hey, we're here, you know. Let's have a massive fight in Germany and nobody says anything and then let's dip. And then, like, come on. You kind of have to talk about that. <laughs> then, then, okay, the other part is, is Bucky, right? As soon as you find out your best friend killed your other best friend's parents you need to decide which side you're going on right but if you haven't seen your friend in over 50 years oh we're still on this are you then defending Uh, are you how are you defending him and i guess maybe you're saying okay he was the first friend he was the best friend he thought he was dead now he's alive and so that changes but still like 
come on, you're wrong. You're wrong. Like, and no, it, and I, I agree with and that. If I agree it, that he was wrong. And if you have, if you have feelings about it, maybe it's time for you to step aside and let whatever's going to happen, happen. And then take Bucky in a justice and ju- Bucky goes through the justice system and, and they decide whether he's innocent or not. And then the other part of it is, um, what, what did you say? What it was it? Bucky, Bucky, as far as the accords, Bucky as a friend. Being I, that's what that's what I thought the whole airport fight was about was because Black uh, T'Challa and mm-hmm. T'Challa 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 God that was horrible. <laughs> T T wanted to bring in. <laughs> You guys can't see it, but Zach's actually dying right now. <laughs> I can't believe you just um, abbreviated T'Challa, but continue. <laughs> the disrespect. Um, disrespect. He wanted to bring in Bucky because he thought Bucky had killed his father at the right. award signing. Right. And Which then that the was right a miscommunication. To to, it was a miscommunication. It's the right thing and to do. Bucky didn't kill him, though. You don't know that! <laughs> <laughs> You guys don't understand. We've been arguing about this for literally months. <laughs> I did. Okay. Maybe my view, my, maybe my viewpoint will change. I will watch this war again this weekend. I'm but, just saying, right. You, you see someone. Okay. Bombed. But at the same time, Cap okay, let, had a right at- not to argue, not to Cap had a right not to sign it. Cause I just looked it up again as to why he didn't sign just for clarification. And he didn't sign because I mean, he had a right. He was shaken by the fact that S.H.I.E.L.D. and the government kind of lied to him. Like, S.H.I.E.L.D. was disrupted in the Winter Soldier because they all pretty much turned Hydra. And everything he thought he knew about S.H.I.E.L.D. when he went to the ice and came out, like, was wrong. He had crossbones. He had all these things happening. So, of course, he doesn't trust the government at this point to sign the accords and be like, okay, well, if I sign the accords now, what makes you, th- if a threat happens, what makes you, th- what makes me think that I'm not going to be able to go save the world? Because that is who he is as a superhero, as a person. He wants to fight to right, but justice. He wouldn't be who he is without the U.S. government. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you're fighting against your maker, really. And I was like, you wouldn't be who you are if it wasn't for, I mean, you'd have the same mindset. Just- but correct you wouldn't, That's be, you wouldn't correct. have the ability to do whatever you want to do and literally it's like saying the government gave you a gun you using the gun and the government's like hey we want you to sign back the gun and now you're like well the gun's kind of mine it's like no it's not we gave it to you to use but now we need to control it we need to figure out what the parameters of how you're going to use it and then you're like you know i'm not going to do it that's really what it is. It's like you're a weapon and you're not choosing to, to, to go to, to be, to be. I, I do see the side. I do. I see. I see what you're saying. You. Yeah. I see what you're saying as far as like Cap was shaken by everything. But still. I just think when it came to Bucky, in my point of view, it, it, he was being framed. That's how I view it. Because he was being framed and he was being used by Hydra. And he, I guess when he does say that he remembers all of them, like he was, he was there like in the mind for it, but he was also taken over by Hydra. So that has another thing. That's another 
It's but right correlation but, to it for me is because it, if it was just him, if he wasn't taken over by Hydra, if he wasn't any of that, I would have been like, okay, yeah, that's shitty. Like, it's still shitty. Don't get me wrong. But I'm still. But at some point, in term in trying to make the series realistic, you have to think about it in terms of real world consequences. And if yes. you look at it in real world consequences, if somebody is framed for a murder or a crime. They still have to go through the justice system in order to come on the other side saying, okay, this person is innocent or they're guilty, right? At all points through the movie, everybody else is trying to operate using real world mindset, except the cat. And I and I get that, and I understand. I understand that side too. Even Bucky's like, "Hey, take me in. Might as well. I don't even know if I, you know, I know I did it, but." You know, he even say, and he does say he goes. I know I deserve to go in. Yeah, it's like let's like, take me in. And then, but Cap wants to protect his friend, so I think it was right for him. To he wants to protect his T'Challa friend and let, to, and let and let Tony not know that his friend killed his parents. Like uh, that was wrong. That was wrong. I'll admit. <laughs> I do. I do go back on my stance, and I say. Cap was wrong with that. Watching it back, I watched that part and I and I watched the emotion come out of Tony Stark, aka RDJ, and I felt it and I said, okay, I, I agree with this. I would and be then, pissed too. And another thing is, which which people I've read have people brought up, and now when I watch it again, I see it, is Cap has never lied up to that point. That, go, that moment goes against everything Cap has stood for. That's true leading up so for it to happen it's almost like okay so who is this guy now and then maybe you maybe the point of he's been shaken by everything he's like it's okay to lie that's what i was gonna say i think at that point he was because after that that's when winter soldier happened so shield was compromised by hydra crossbones happened and then age of ultron happened and then we this leads up right before like the infinity war and everything so I understand where he was coming from, where at that point, he's like, everything he thought he knew was wrong, pretty much, because he came back to a world where S.H.I.E.L.D. was compromised. He came back to a world where the government wasn't the same anymore, and now he's going into this like, okay, but like the only, the one thing he did know was Bucky. He's like, okay, my friend is back. That's one of my, be- my favorite moments in Winter Soldiers when he realizes it's Bucky, and then he's like, okay, maybe... Because he thought he lost him. So, like, not backtracking, but that's what I mean by his friend. Because he just gains his friend back and he doesn't want to lose him. So, I think after Civil War, he realizes, okay, we'll freeze him and we'll try and get Hydra serum out of him. I, I, at that point, that's kind of where I'm like, okay, this is what needs to be done because he's still compromised. It all yeah, comes back but, to Hydra, in all honesty. No, but it's not like, like okay, Bucky okay. completely. But 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 even your point is he got his friend back, right? But yes. did he really get his friend back? Because you've not seen the guy in over 50 years. Like, is it really the same person? Obviously it's not. Things have happened, things have changed. So at some point, as an individual, you've got to reassess the situation and be like, okay, I don't really know what you've been up to. And especially given the fact that when you look at him and you see this silver arm, you're going to be like, okay, what the hell happened to you in the last 50 years? Let's discuss it. Let's talk about it. And at some point, you've got to go into that cautiously. You can't just be going into that 
head on and expecting nothing to change. I think Cap just wanted to have his friend back, and that's the only person who he knew he knew from the forties, from World War. Oh my God, I don't even want to mess that up. But from back then, mm-hmm. so I understood that point of view where he's like, okay, I'm in a, I'm in this new world now. I don't really know many people other than the Avengers. I know some of Shield, and then he gets his friend back, and he's like, okay, maybe. I can get him back mentally too. But I mean, that's my point of view on it. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. It's, it's, I, I do get both sides. I really do. I see, I see team Iron Man side. I see team cap side, but I guess I'm more on the optimistic wanting to stay with the friend. I think that that's where I see it. Mostly. I see a guy that's not used to this new world. Still, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think whatever way you look at it, you can always go back to that movie and find something new about Honestly, it. Honestly, find probably three more arguing points in that exactly. film. And in I, all and honesty. I think that's that's the testament to a good film because when I, I first I didn't have any I didn't have any feelings about it. I really didn't care. And then as I watched it a couple times afterwards, especially referencing back to Winter Soldier, I started to feel, okay, there's something wrong here. And then I watch it even more and I'm like, okay, no, I, I know I, I, what I feel is wrong is definitely evident to me. But I, I don't feel it. I still don't feel it really ignites the series the way I think I expected it to. I the war? Yeah, the fight itself, the actual war itself was not as big as, or as poignant as I wanted it to be. The only fight that was the most poignant was the three-way battle with Cap, Bucky, and Iron Man. I think the one with the Avengers, I, I think... I, I, I really don't think... I don't know. I, I liked it. I think that was really like the turning point for me. I really don't think it tore the Avengers apart the way it's supposed to. It's literally it supposed to make a rift in the Avengers, and I don't think it does. I feel like every other movie past that kind of blows over the Civil War. Everyone's okay after the Civil War. I mean, everyone kind of goes into their own teams. Like, Wanda goes with... She kind of, she, no, she stayed on Team Capside. She was on Capside, so she did her thing with Vision. They kind of rekindled. Um, Tony did his own thing. He went with Pepper, Cap, Sam, and Natasha went ghost. They went their own way. Clinton signed the accord. So did, um, oh, yeah, so did Ant-Man. And then who else? Spider-Man kind of did his own thing. T'Challa went back to Wakanda. So kind of like it does kind of separate them and goes into their own ways. But, but, it, but I see what you're never, saying. It never, you never, it never gets brought back up. And, it and doesn't I, until Infinity War. Because I right. think after that, we had literally like six films in between. Yeah, we did. It Maybe never it was gets, like five. It gets brought up again. And then when it what. And another thing I think was a missed opportunity is watching that rift happen. Watching, you know, Steve what I wish had happened was since we did get a Doctor Strange film, 
in there. And then we did get a Thor film before then. I feel, I really wish Thor had been part of the arguments. That way we could have maybe seen it in Ragnarok. We could have seen him like mm-hmm. maybe be like, oh, I can't be on earth because of the accords or something. Or like, do you think he would have signed them? I, think I don't so. think he would have. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> and the reason, I, reason I think he would have, he probably looked at it from a very logical perspective and was like, I think, and especially because he was a doctor beforehand, he is responsible for people's lives. He, he's been in that. Oh, Doctor Strange. Yes, I thought you said Doctor Strange. I was, ta- I was talking about Thor. Oh, Thor? Do I think Thor would have signed it? I don't think so. I don't think, I he, don't think so I don't either. Think he would, I don't think he would have had a. Because he was still, like, he's usually against Tony on all aspects. So I think he would have been with Cap on it. Um, I don't think, but, I don't think that's how Thor, I think Thor would have been the, the middleman. I don't think Thor would have cared for either side because yeah. Thor, Thor is an alien. I think Banner would have signed them. I think Banner would have signed them. Banner would have signed. I don't think Thor would have. I think he would have been Cap. That would have been, that would have made a very much more interesting. Which is what I'm saying is if you had everybody. I want to know why they weren't in, in it the though. Civil was War, it? That's my conflict? that's my issue with Civil War because Civil War in the comic books is a huge, momentous comic, and I don't feel it in the movies. It has that same feel compared to, you know, Endgame and Infinity War, which has that big scope. Because really, we're talking about a civil war between the Avengers, and I think the issue is the placement of Civil War. Because I think in order for Civil War to really work, we would have had to have all of those movies happen leading up to Civil War. Civil War would have to be what Endgame and Infinity War is. Then I think what what would have been good is if Civil War was that part, it would have made Endgame and Infinity War even more spectacular because we're watching them reunite after a huge rift in Civil War. But obviously, you can't push back all these movies that long. You have contracts for actors. I think that's probably why they kind of was like, let's rush this and put it out now because we don't have the time. So I just, sorry, so quickly, because my computer's dying. But <laughs> so I just looked up why he wasn't in it. And I guess they were filming Ragnarok at the same time. So what they're saying was that, like, the reason he wasn't in the film was because Thor Ragnarok literally takes place five minutes after Ultron. So it makes sense. That he went, apparently, like, Thor was hunting down the Infinity Stones, or he was, like, doing something. He was, um, hunting... He couldn't have been hunting the Infinity Stones, because he starts in a cage, or, I mean... Well, what I mean is, he, like, because he knows about the Infinity Stones, so he was investigating, um, they said that the producer of the film, Brad Winderbaum revealed the God of Thunder has been investigating Thanos and the Infinity Stones, which, which explains his absence. Um, so I guess, like, in, in that sense, like, because he kind of knew about Thanos a little bit, and he knew about the Infinity Stones because of Ultron, he was hunting them down. So not hunting them, but he was finding out more about them is what I'm taking from, like, their excuse for uh. Ragnarok. But anything else do you want to recap? Or touch base on? Nope. <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 know, I know what I could say, but I'm not going to say it. Go ahead. No, I'm not going to say Brief it. Brief it up and... Yes, you can't do that. I'm not going to say it. But let's, 
let's uh, let's close <laughs> out. <laughs> that saves for the next episode. Yeah. Episode All right. Five. <laughs> so that was that's what she said. See you guys soon. <laughs>